0: Hi, this is Tatiana Antonelli, and you're listening to Forward Talks by Goombook, a podcast about moving towards sustainability. This is the second part of our conversation with Mona and Ben Lelahom, group CEO and founding partner of Sustainable Square. If you haven't heard it already, do have a listen to part one in your podcast players or on our website, gumbook.com. On this episode, we're talking with Monem about the 2018 report on the state of sustainability and CSR in the MENA region, published by Sustainable Square in May 2019.
1: Since we start working in CSR and sustainability in the Middle East, we have noticed that there is a big gap when it comes to data. We have no data in the Middle East when it comes to CSR and sustainability and adoption of these two practices from the private sector. So whenever we did, we we were asked to deliver um, a presentation or to design a PPT to show benchmarks, we always refer to US and Europe data. These are good data that they have helped us at a certain point, but they're not relevant to us. So last year I was sitting with my colleagues in the office and we were discussing this. This is so frustrating. Every client is asking us for PPTs and data. So we said, I think this is the f- the time today where we see a gap, and we really, as a responsible um, sustainability agency, we really have to jump and then take our responsibility to grab that data and then put it out there. So we said, okay, let's reach out to all the companies in the entire MENA region across all industries and try to um, uh, get quantitative data and qualitative data, quantitative data that can help people to benchmark.
0: The goal of the report is to form a data-driven basis for sustainability in our region, and the 2018 report was prepared by reaching out to over 1,500 companies across 18 countries.
1: We could have reported on 1,500 companies, but we said, no, we're only going to report on the completed questionnaires. 631 companies answered the survey. This is gold data for us. It's like we were super happy with 630 completed questionnaires. But having... 1,500 companies opening the survey and then starting to answer it, that was a big achievement for us. One of the main questions we've asked, do you have a a CSR strategy or a sustainability strategy or just an environmental strategy? Do you report on your sustainability? Do you disclose at any point, like uh, any format of disclosure? Um, uh, If you say you work on CSR in the community, what are the top three topics you, you, you work on or you support? Are you a listed company, non-listed company? If you're a listed company, why do you disclose? Is it uh, because you're getting pressure from the stakeholders, from the investors, or uh, you're following certain regulations? What are the challenges for you to adopt climate change strategy? Uh, What are the top, uh, um, uh, let's say, uh, drivers for you to to drive a sustainability strategy? So, so we've really managed to grasp, you know, good data answering all, um, um, like, answered in all these questions. I was so happy to see the, uh, the the media and the different stakeholders, they appreciated the outcomes of the study, and they were circulated to all the um, the Arab region. And then um, I think since the launch, I haven't stopped, you know, having calls and, and people um, uh, really appreciating um, that, the effort that was delivered there.
0: Well, definitely that report, I think, puts you in a different uh, position sure. now.
1: We took our responsibility as an agency. People like myself, yourself, other practitioners in the field that have to stand and say, hey, this is our responsibility to do such a thing. Because with that data, we can take better decisions in the future. Now, our aim for the next edition is to raise the number of companies, you know, answering the survey definitely, and then definitely bring more data or more sophisticated data um, around uh, the questionnaires.
0: So as a next step, how do you see these data being certified or verified?
1: To be honest, we haven't verified the data for the first because we, it, it was an, an initial, um, um, let's say, initiative from our side. We didn't have budget to do it. And then when we were close to the, the publishing, um, MSNBD said, hey, guys, we want to support you. To be honest... It wasn't a big support, but then without them, we wouldn't have been able to do it because we needed certain budgets, you know, so we can work on the logistics, on the design, on the publications and all that. We didn't print. But I think... When we can get more uh, support for the study itself, we don't want to make money from the study. That's not our purpose. But when we got in that, when we get enough support in the future, we'll definitely bring verification, um, a third party, one of the uh, big four or one of the uh, auditing firms, you know, to verify the result to maybe give it more credibility. Um, definitely, other people would say, "Hey, this is questionable." That's for sure. But then the majority they really, really, really appreciated the effort and they said. If it's done by Sustainable Square, these are respected people and we definitely can um, uh, relate there. Um, If we get more support in the future, definitely we can extend to third-party auditing of the result.
0: So what was uh, identified as the biggest challenge for the Middle East?
1: We don't have a a database, so we had to reach out and activate uh, uh, SDG 17 Do some uh, um, um, partnerships in different countries, um, like in Morocco, like in Algeria, like in Tunisia, like in uh, Palestine. We didn't have partners, you know. So we needed to reach out to local agencies there to tell us, hey, um, these are a list of 20 companies and these are the CSR sustainability managers there that can answer the survey. That's, that was the main challenge, you know. In some of the countries, uh, we didn't really get uh, good data, like Mauritania, like uh, uh, Syria. Like, uh, surprisingly, we got 20 answers from Yemen. We didn't expect it. Yes, and that's because we had a partnership with the Yemeni Business Council. But Syria was very difficult. I think we got one answer and then they didn't complete it. We understand it. We understand it. Uh, Libya, we got like about eight, nine answers. But these are not representative good data. You know what I mean? If you think of a country, nine answers. answers—that's. Uh, but the biggest countries, I think we got uh, 50, 60, 70, 90 answers here in the UAE, which is not bad at all. At all. But definitely, our aim is to increase the number as much as possible.
0: So, looking at the report, uh, were you able to spot any specific challenge, difficulty, area where we could work on, where Sustainable Square could bring uh, its expertise or where things can be changed?
1: Definitely, I have spotted two opportunities here. The first opportunity that the majority of companies did not have expertise or did not know how to develop a csr or sustainability strategy first i need to explain how the north africa looks at csr and middle east looks at csr because they're not the same so north africa are very francophone driven and for them csr which is la responsabilité sociale des entreprises is something that is outside the organization it's an outreach it's the community work right while the Middle East, when they think of CSR, it could be the community work and it could be sustainability inside the organization at the same time. Because the adoption of sustainability in North Africa, it's not really uh, pushed. While in the Middle East, you can see like a lot of companies that have progressed, probably because the English uh, school is much more advanced than the French school. I, I, I don't know. But then, that's how I explain it. I, you have access to a global library when you are an English uh, speaker. So, what, what we've seen in the, in the study that the Middle East has more organizations that have a sustainability strategy, as per se, and the ones that have responded as a CSR strategy, they still mean it's inside the organization as sustainability. While in North Africa, when they say they have a CSR strategy, it's just community. It's a confusion in the Arab world. We cannot align the, the understanding. We cannot align the language. It's, it's very tough to align the language. And you have to treat each market Way they're understanding it.
0: If you had to help align the concept, what would be your definition of CSR?
1: The definition of CSR is the responsibility of the company in the community. Sustainability is looking at the systems, re engineering the KPIs internally to make sure that you are running an operation in a sustainable manner that does not jeopardize the uh, rights of the next generation.
0: So maybe. I see the French one a bit more defined, no? Uh, because the issue I see personally in the Middle East or maybe here in the UAE is instead of actually looking at sustainability as a whole, they actually insert it inside CSR, which for me is such an old concept In the way I see it, CSR is dead. We should not think about CSR anymore because it's outdated. What really, really counts now is sustainability. And a sustainable strategy for a company will include outreach, looking at your people, looking at your employees, looking at your stakeholders, but it's embedded in a whole sustainability strategy.
1: 10 years ago or 15 years ago, when a company hires a CSR manager, we used to be shocked. Right? Right wow, this company is, is, is forward-looking, they're very strategic, they know what they're doing. The same company, if they fire the same CSR manager, we will be happier today. And I'll tell you why. Because you don't need one manager to look after CSR. CSR is embedded across, or sustainability is embedded across, that you don't need someone to look at this function. Every single person within the organization should have specific KPIs To make that function that he is doing every single day more responsible and sustainable and lasts and create value, shared value for the community and the business at the same time. So it's not a responsibility of a person. We don't need a data manager. We need software, actually. A software that every manager will upload his data or KPIs in a monthly base. And we don't have a sustainability manager or CSR manager. We don't need him anymore or her. You know what I mean? So... I believe that the entire concept is dying because it becomes inclusive in the business. We cannot differentiate it today from the mainstream business.
0: It needs to be embedded in all operations, in all, in all parts of operations. Exactly. Look
1: at, look at how we embed sustainability, let's say, in, in, our, in our operation. Let's start with supply chain. Can you work, you're a respected company. Do you want to work with non-respected suppliers? So what can you do to work with respected suppliers? You're going to screen them based on what? Their reputation, their governance, their environmental impact, social impact. That's how I make sure that I'm a respected company working with respected suppliers. Isn't it that sustainability in supply chain? So if when you think, start thinking about it, it's, it's a mainstream practice today. I have employees. I'm dealing with a new generation, young people. They have different mindsets. How can I retain them? With money? Money alone does not retain people. We've, we've learned it big time. So you need to give them great culture, great workplace practices. You need to push them to volunteer, on, not push them, actually, to offer the opportunity for them to volunteer on behalf of the brand so they feel that they're working with the response, respect to the brand. And it increases their loyalty. Isn't it that mainstream today? Customers today, they are more aware of their rights as customers and the rights of their kids in the future. So they're pushing brands to become more sustainable. If you still want this customer and this customer and this customer to buy from you, you need to come closer to them and understand how do they think. They have expectations, sustainability expectations from you. We cannot say that me, Monem, as a sustainability expert, I'm offering you something unique. No, I'm offering you something mainstream today.
0: It's true. We need to upgrade and do the right thing. As businesses, as companies, as governments, as citizens, we need to become the better version of what we're today.
1: Yeah, because there is a clear business case again, again and again and again. I I think I've I've been known in the market and Sustainable Square, all my colleagues, they've been known in the market that whenever they talk about sustainability, they talk about business. We don't talk about something nice and good to do. We are not here that we love the, the, the environment. And no, 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 it's not about that. We respect the environment and we know how to make money from the environment. We know how to make money from sustainability because that's the creation of shared values we want to reach, all of us.
0: So if the first aspect is to actually create a strategy, what is then the second aspect you identified?
1: Definitely awareness and capacity building. There is a big gap in the Arab world for people to understand the true meaning um, of sustainability CSR. Yes, i want to move away from all these uh, terminologies because terminologies are confusing everyone so how can i conduct and teach them on how to conduct their business in a responsible and sustainable manner and create shared values for their stakeholders that's it pretty much so there is definitely a need for more trainings more awareness more more um, uh, insights seminars um Uh, meetups you know uh, between the corporate sector in order for them to understand um, how best they can adopt these practices and embed them in their businesses so training and capacity building is really needed right now in the Arab world
0: is this something that Sustainable Square can offer, or yeah,
1: definitely, definitely. We've we've delivered so many trainings to our uh, clients in the private sector in the field of uh, impact measurement, sustainability, sustainability reporting, uh, uh, how to develop social investment strategies, how to uh, develop an SDG business opportunities. Uh, we, we've delivered all of that, and we continue um, being committed to deliver um, that. Not just delivering trainings. We've been publishing a lot of articles, and I think Tatiana, you've been a lot of them, a lot of articles um, that our competitors do not publish. We have said from day one that our responsibility is to publish and to share our knowledge and our insights with the public because we wanted people to understand what we are doing and we wanted to, to play our commitment and responsibility to add value to the world community by sharing what we know. Last year, I remember we published four, uh, 34 articles in different topics, SDGs, social impact, social investment, uh, impact investing, uh, sustainability, um, uh, sustainability reporting. We've been really busy, you know, um, um, uh, publishing a lot of insights because we wanted people to learn what we are doing.
0: Can companies still uh, participate in this survey, or are you going to release a second survey soon?
1: We will Definitely, we can release a second survey. So um, hopefully three months down the road, we will prepare the second survey for the 2019 state of CSR and sustainability. And I hope it can become a yearly thing that we produce year after year just to show and track the progress on year to year. And of course, reach out to more industries, reach out to more com- uh, countries Try to set up more partnerships so we can get more companies answering the survey. That's extremely important. And why not? One day we can do such a thing for the startups and SMEs.
0: And this will be available on your website.
1: Definitely for free for everyone. Accessible. Anybody can go to Sustainable Square website in the insights section. They can download it. And we also um, just published the Arabic version of it.
0: That's all we have for you on this episode. We've linked to the full 2018 report in our show notes so you can check it out and we'd love to hear from you and your thoughts about its findings and what you thought about the episode as well. You can leave us a review in your favorite podcast layer or reach us on Instagram and contact us on our website groombook.com where you'll also find all of our previous episodes. See you in two weeks!